Welcome to Central Baptist Church's Sermon Podcast. This program features the preaching and teaching of Corey Ramirez, the pastor of Central Baptist Church of Little Rock, Arkansas. In God's Word, you will find the encouragement needed for today. And now, here is Pastor Ramirez. We're talking this morning about the sin of hatred. The sin of hatred. Uh, Hatred is something that we find in our world today. Uh, Sometimes, uh, hatred can be found... Uh, inside, I guess you would say a home, as far as with family members. Unfortunately, you can find spouses that have this problem. One begins to hate the other. Or you have it with children and parents. Or you have it with extended family. Uh, You can even find it at workplaces. You can find it in churches. Uh, Hatred is something that can be found throughout our world today. So it's something we need to pay attention to. Uh, Here's a thought as we get into this. I do think hatred... Uh, is like a slippery slope, kind of like those ice storms that hit. If you're on top of a hill, uh, you may go to the edge and you're fine. You go a little bit too far, and next thing you know, you're on your way down. That's how hatred is. And that's how I'm going to approach this message this morning, because we're going to see how Joseph's brothers, I don't think, planned to hate the, him and do what they did. But because they allowed hatred to take root in their heart, that's what happened. And next thing you know, they are making terrible mistakes. But it all began with just a dislike. And so, this morning I hope to show you the danger of this slope. The danger of hatred. uh, And where it ends. Where it will lead to. And if you ever find yourself on this slope, you can get off. Okay, that's the point this morning. You can get off. You don't have to hate. Uh, I believe you choose to hate. People don't have to hate one another. They choose to hate somebody. They choose to dislike them. And so it's something you do not have to do. And so this morning, let's consider Joseph's brothers and the hatred that was found within their hearts. Let's start here. Verse 2 of Genesis chapter 37. It says here, these are the generations of Jacob. Uh, Joseph being 17 years old was feeding the flock with his brethren. And the lad was with the sons of Bilhah, the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives. And he brought unto his father their evil report. Now this morning, I'm going to give you some things to think about. Here's the first one. Joseph's brothers disagreed with Joseph. Okay? This is where it started. Hatred always has a place where it begins. It doesn't just happen. There's always somewhere where hatred enters into the heart. And it usually begins with a disagreement of sorts. Well, in this passage, I think we find two disagreements. The first one is, I'll call it performance. They disagreed with the way Joseph performed his responsibilities or duties. Uh, Did he tattle? I guess it depends upon who you ask. I'm sure his brothers thought he tattled on him. Maybe Joseph thought he was carrying out his responsibility. Maybe his father thought he was doing what was right, giving him a report. Either way, this was a problem with the brothers. He went and reported on something they had done wrong, and I'm sure they disagreed with him on this. So, there's a disagreement. Notice the next disagreement. If you look down at verse 3, here's the next one. It says, uh, Israel, which would be Jacob, loved Joseph more than all his children, because he was the son of his old age, and he made him a coat of many colors. A coat of many colors. Joseph received a coat from his father, and let me just tell you this, this was more than a nice gift. Okay, It was a token of leadership is what it was. Coats like this were, were made, they were put together. Uh, now, more than likely, it wasn't the brightly colored one that we often see in coloring books and 
kids' pages. It was probably a, a white-looking coat that had nice trim, very elegant-looking, and it was usually given to the firstborn, the one who would take over the leadership of the family. Joseph was far from the firstborn, and his dad gave him this coat. His dad elevated him above his brothers. And notice how that sat with them in verse 4. It said they saw their father, loved him more than all his brethren, and says, and they hated him. They hated him. So here's the disagreement. They find that Joseph was given this coat. He was given a position of leadership above him, and they disagreed with that. Now let me just, before we move to our next point, let me just share this with you. There's nothing wrong with disagreeing with someone. Okay? I don't believe a disagreement is a sin. I don't think it's wrong to disagree with anybody. It's okay to disagree. Uh, there are no two people in this world that are exactly the same. So that means you're not always going to agree with somebody. Even within your home, you're going to find some disagreements. There are going to be some things that you don't see eye to eye with. Uh, and that's just life. Okay, That's part of life. We're going to have people who disagree with us. So there's nothing wrong with disagreeing with somebody. How you deal with a disagreement, that's important. Okay, His brother should have just trusted God. They couldn't do anything about it. They should have looked to God and said, Okay, Lord, this is in your hands now. We're going to move on. That's the way to handle a disagreement. But here's what they did. They held on to it. They allowed it to move into to their heart. And that's where it settled. Notice what happens. The Bible says in verse 4, and that leads me to the second thought here. They disliked Joseph. Because of what happened. So it went beyond a disagreement now. Now they're disliking him. It says here, they saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren. And it says they hated him. That word hate. Okay, the word hate is what I talk about for just a few moments. That word in the Bible means to dislike personally. uh, And even to look upon someone as an enemy or a foe. This is their brother. Their young brother. Someone they should have looked out for. Instead, now they are disliking him. It's moved to hatred uh, as far as what we find. Now, let me give you a few scriptures so we, from the, right, from the beginning, understand that sin, that hatred is a sin. First uh, John chapter 3, verse 23 says, And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another. As he gave us commandment. First John 3, verse 23, the entire book of First John talks about love. Uh, how we're not to have hatred within our heart towards others. We're to love one another. Uh, and then in Matthew 5, verse 44, Christ took it even further. He put it this way. He says, I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. That's Matthew 5, verse 44. You know, the scriptures teach we're to love one another. We're not to have hatred in our heart towards someone else. And we find, let's go back now to the, the passage here. We find Joseph's brothers hated him. So it's clear what they did. They, they dwelt on the problem. They dwelt on this disagreement and they let it settle in their hearts. And because of this, they now looked upon Joseph as an enemy, as a foe. What a shame that was, that they could no longer love their brother. And why is this? Because they allowed hatred to take root in their heart. Uh, here's my thought on hatred. It's like a, you'll see it's like a weed. I found that weeds grow faster than grass. They even grow faster than the flowers you want to put in there. Weeds take off all different kinds. Hatred is like a weed once it settles in the heart. It's like it's planted there. It takes root. And then it will begin to grow. And like a weed, if it is permitted to remain, it will grow until it's out of control. It will just take over. 
That's what happens with hatred. So here's my thought here for you. You need to root out hatred immediately. Don't let it get further than this, okay? Here's a question I have for you. Is there someone you dislike today? Is there someone right now that you dislike? Maybe a family member, a friend, a co-worker. If so, address that this morning. Don't let it fester. Don't let it settle. Ask God to forgive you. That's where it begins. Ask God for forgiveness of that. And then choose. See, it's your choice. Choose not to hate. Choose to love them. Choose to like them. Don't dwell on the disagreement or the dislike. Choose to love that person. That moves us to the next one here. And I'll put it this way. They disregarded Joseph. They disregarded him. Notice it says in verse 4. It says, when they saw their father loved him more than all his brethren, it says they hated him. And then the, the end of that verse, and they could not speak peaceably unto him. They could not speak peaceably unto him. They disregarded him. They couldn't talk to him. You notice the, the slide continued. Began with a disagreement. Then a dislike. And now it's going further. Now they're not even talking to Joseph. Their little brother. They couldn't talk peaceably. In other words, that word means friendly or favorably to them. They couldn't talk about the weather. They couldn't talk about sports. They couldn't talk about politics. They just couldn't talk with them because they were so upset with them, so filled with hatred that it was growing in their heart. Uh, that also tells us they couldn't encourage them or speak kindly to them. It also indicates that they refused to speak to him because of the hate that had settled within their heart. Be careful of this. Be careful of this because it can come on quickly. All right? It can come on quickly. And it can happen so fast. You might not even realize it's there until it's there. Let me give you a few illustrations of how quickly hate can get to this point. I mean, how fast. I'll give you an illustration. There are a couple areas in my life that i got to guard. And you may be fine with these. I'll give you the two. One is politics. i got to be careful when it comes to this. Because there have been times where I have listened to someone say something... And there have been times, uh, you know, I'll disagree, but there have been times where after they say it, I thought, man, you know what? If I saw that person, I wouldn't even shake their hand. I might even say it. I've said it out loud a few times, too. Folks, that's hate. I don't even know the person individually. But see how quick that can come into the heart? Where all of a sudden there's a disregard for an individual. We can't even speak to him. We don't even talk to him. We don't even want to acknowledge him. That happens fast. Well, it can happen even in our close relationships, too. Happen with, within the family, within our marriage, within children. We've got to just guard that and be careful. I'll give you one other example. Another one is sports. It happens to me in sports as well. Now, I don't believe there's a problem rooting for your team and cheering for your team. But there is a line between cheering for your team and then cheering against somebody. We've got to make sure we don't want someone to fail and cheer against them. We can cheer for our team, but, but we've got to be careful of allowing it to turn into hate and almost a dislike for someone we might not even know. See, that's how fast it can come into the heart. And we just got to guard and be careful of that. Now, in this case, obviously, we have it with their family, a family member here. So here's the thought before we move on. Is there someone today that you cannot speak kindly to? Think about it. Is there someone today you cannot speak kindly to? Is there someone today you can't even talk to? You avoid. You don't want to talk to them. You know, I've been in work settings where, where everyone knew someone hated someone else because they wouldn't even... You'd see them go all the way around the office not to talk to that person. They wanted, they wanted to avoid that person. Why? Because there was something wrong in their heart. 
And let me just share this with you. If you cannot speak to somebody, the problem is not with them. It's with you. The hatred has grown. And because of that, you are refusing to talk with them. So if that happens, if that's there, you need to address that. And the way to address that is to get with God. Say, God, help me. I need to remove this. I need to remove it now before it continues to grow out of control. And that's something you can address immediately. Now let's move on to verse 5 because this slope is continuing, folks. They didn't address it. They let it go. Uh, Notice verse 5 here. We're going to see that they actually despised him. It says here, verse 5, And Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told it his brethren. And notice what it says, And they hated him yet the more. Okay, now they hate him still, but it's gone even further. Uh, Actually, the yet the more is one word, and the word means exceeding. Or it means to go further or to be exceeding or exceedingly. So their hatred went further to the point of despising Joseph now. They, they, they didn't just dislike him. It was now a despising a person. Now notice it began because Joseph shared his dreams. Was this wrong? That's always a good question. I've always thought of that. Was it wrong for him to share his dreams with the family? I don't know. Maybe it wasn't the time or place, though. Maybe he could have picked a different way to share it. I don't know. Maybe he was just excited. He was a young man. Maybe he thought, yeah, I'll let you know I'm going to be leaders over you guys someday. And, and maybe it was wrong. I'm not sure. But I will tell you this. The way they handled it, you can't put that on Joseph. Okay? That's what often happens with hatred. We, we, someone will do something or say something, and then we excuse our hatred by saying, well, they did this. Okay, well, yeah, they may have done that. I would never argue with someone said or did. But folks, you don't have to act the same way they did. Or you don't have to allow the hatred to come out. That's your choice now. That's not something they make you do. That's your choice. So his brothers, they chose to despise him. They chose to hate him even further. Uh, I mentioned hate's like a weed. It's like a bad weed. Notice what's happening now. It began small. Now it's beginning to take over. Notice it's taking over their, their conduct now. It's determining how they treat their brother. That's what's, that's what's happened here with this hate. So do not let hatred remain in your heart. Do not let it remain in your heart. Because here's, there's two reasons why I'll give you this morning. The longer hatred remains in your heart, the more it grows. That's just what will happen. If it's there and you leave it, It'll just grow. It'll just grow. It'll grow through things you hear, things you say, things you perceive. And and then it'll just become worse. That's what happened here. It's getting worse and worse because they left it there. It'll grow. But here's the other thought. The other thought on this is the longer hatred remains in the heart, the harder it is to remove it. Some of those weeds, I tell you what, the roots get so deep down in there, you begin to pull. You're like, wow, I didn't realize how much was there. Sometimes you pull, you don't even get it all, and so it comes back. Because it's so entrenched. You know, that, that can happen with hatred in the heart. You let it go for too long, it'll be entrenched in your heart. And it's hard to get rid of. Now, not impossible. Let me just say this. It's not impossible. It'll just be difficult. So if you get to this point, which I hope you never do, we don't want to get to this point, all right? But if you do get to this point... I think only God can help you with this, obviously. This is it. You get to this point here, you have to just get with God. You've got to seek His forgiveness. You've got to seek His strength. You're going to have to seek His help to help you get over despising someone. Whether it's a 
family member or co-worker or someone in, in your neighborhood that you feel has done wrong to you. You're going to have to get to the point where you say, God, I need your help with this. God, give me the strength. We, we sing about grace this morning. God, give me your grace. Help me to forgive this person. Help me to treat them the way you want me to be treated. You want me to treat them, which is with kindness and with love. So if you get there, get with God. That's my thought here. Get with the Lord so that way you can move on. Here's the next one here. Uh, notice what they did next. They disrespected Joseph. Now I'm going to skip down okay, some passages we have here. Basically, Joseph tells his dream to his brothers, uh, and they didn't care for it, obviously. Uh, they continue on with life. The hatred's there. It's festered. It's growing. It's becoming worse. Uh, and what we find is Jacob sent Joseph out on an errand. Now he's preparing to take over the leadership of the family. So I imagine God, uh, jo- Jacob has him doing all these different uh, you know, training positions, working, getting ready. And he sends Joseph out to find his brethren. Well, he can't find them at first. They're not where they're supposed to be. By the way, let me just point this out to you. You know, they were upset because Joseph got the leadership position. You know, the way they handled themselves kind of indicated they weren't ready to be leaders anyway. That, that's what we find. They weren't even where they were supposed to be. And so Joseph goes to find him. He can't find him. So you know what he does? He continues on. And he finds them. And as they see him coming, notice what it says in verse 19. And they said one to another, Behold, this dreamer cometh. Behold, this dreamer cometh. Uh, if you think that's a term of endearment, it's not. Okay? I grew up with two brothers. And I can tell when they were mocking. And I can tell when they were, you know, when they cared. This is not a term of endearment. This was not something they were calling Joseph because, hey, here comes our good little brother. Uh, we're so excited to see him. All right, Joseph's here, the dreamer. Let's all hang out and have some good times. No, this was a slander against this man. See, the, the hate had grown to the point where here he comes. They're now slandering him based upon what he had told them uh, in his dreams. Uh, so what we find here is hatred. Hatred produced a vindictive attitude. I've been around people that are filled with hate, and that's what happens. They, they become very vindictive, just very mean, mean-spirited. And that's what we find here. This was mean-spirited. And so what we find is hatred had taken over. You know, another thought on this too here is we find some rebellion. Okay, they, they rebelled against his position. Like it or not, Jacob put Joseph in a position of leadership. That's what Jacob did. That's the position he had. So what we find now is not only are they slandering Joseph, but they're also rebelling against his position that Jacob had given him. So here's what we find. Hatred produced a rebellious attitude. That's what hatred does. Everything becomes inward about us and selfish. See, hatred will take you down that same path. I guarantee it. Don't think otherwise. That's the example we have right here. If hatred enters into your heart, you'll follow that same path. You may get there at a a different rate, but eventually you'll arrive at the same place. And that's where they arrived. So if you hate someone, you will eventually disrespect them. You'll have no respect for them. And you may even find yourself rebelling against authority of some sort because of the hatred that's come into your heart. I've seen this play out at work sites, uh, at places I worked. I've seen people who got to the point where they, they hated their employer to the point where they just they didn't do anything. They just almost like they uh, were against the, the company, against their employer, all because of hatred. It just turned into a very vindictive attitude, a very rebellious attitude. And why is this? Because if you let hatred grow, 
it'll eventually determine your conduct. You'll no longer be led by the Spirit. That's what to be led by. The word will be led by the Spirit. You know what you're going to be led by? You're going to be led by your hatred. It's your hatred that will determine how you act. That will determine what you say instead of the Spirit. And that's where the problem will take over. So again, if you get to this point, the problem again is in the heart. And only the Lord can fix that. So if you reach this point with somebody, if you get to this point where uh, you are just slandering somebody, you're out after them, hoping they, whatever, have problems, whatever the case may be, then you need to get a good, I think you need to get with God immediately. I really do. I, I would advise someone, just hit your knees, talk to God. Uh, because obviously the problem's not them, it's, it's your heart. And it's your heart with the Lord. So seek to root out that hatred, ask God for help, and then move on. Here's the last one tonight, or this morning, real quick. The destroyed lives, destroyed lives. Look at Genesis 37. Uh, what we find in verse... 20 he says, Come now, therefore, let us slay him and cast him into some pit. We will say, Some evil beast hath devoured him, and we shall see what will become of his dreams. You talk about a mistreatment, okay? Destroyed lives. Obviously, Joseph's life was, well, it wasn't completely destroyed. They wanted to, but they determined not to. But his life obviously comes to mind as far as when you think of destruction because of this. Uh, he was mistreated, but God did bless. I also think of Jacob because his life would change on this day as well. His brothers would go back and they'd lie to him. Uh, even though he didn't actually lose a son, he thought he did. He thought his son was dead. And so his life was changed. And they kind of destroyed his life in a sense. That's what hatred did. But here, let me give you some thoughts on what I believe the real destruction was. And that was their lives. Okay, Their lives were destroyed by this hatred. They were the ones who suffered the most, I believe. And let me explain this. First, how about the sins? The sins that came out of this. I mentioned before, you know, it seems like weeds grow faster than grass. Next thing you know, you got them all over the place. Not only did they begin with the sin of hatred, but it turned into slander. It turned into rebellion. It turned into murder. Even though they didn't actually kill Joseph, that was their plan. They had murder in their hearts. They wanted to kill him. They threw him into a pit. They sold him in. Then they went back and they lied to their dad. You know how many lies they told? I've often wondered. We can't count the lies they told. Because think of this. From that day, from that point on, every time someone asked about the family, how many brothers you got? You know, I've asked that question to people. How many siblings you got? They'd always have to give the answer and then throw out, well, one of them's dead. You know, that's a lie. Joseph wasn't dead. They had sold him. But that's the story they told, so they had to stick with it. So think of all the lies they told through the years. You see, that's the thing about sin. It snowballs. Uh, you begin with hatred in this case, and next thing you know, they are filled with sin. So really, the destruction took place in their heart. Also, I think, and this is something that I think is interesting, is because of their sin, they separated themselves from God. We're in the book of Genesis. Go over to Genesis chapter 39. I'll wait till you get there. Genesis 39. And this here it picks up where Joseph, after he's sold into slavery, goes into Egypt and he lives at Potiphar's house. And notice what it says in Genesis chapter 39. It says in verse 1, And Joseph was brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bottom of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither. 
And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man, and he was in, in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Notice what it says at the beginning of verse 2. And the Lord was with Joseph. The Lord was with Joseph. That, that's important. Okay? That's never said about his brothers. So, he's off in Egypt. He's been sold into slavery. But God's with him. You know, it reminds me of the verses. With God, all things are possible. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. You see, Joseph was mistreated, yes. But his heart was right with God. And God didn't forsake him. And when it all came, you know, to be at the very end, we find Joseph was blessed. But let's shift it back to his brothers. It doesn't say that the Lord was with them, because obviously he was not. They had separated themselves from God by this sin in their heart. And so what you have now is they are against God. They have put themselves in an opposition to the Lord. You know, hatred will do the same to you. Any sin will do the same to you. And if you're not saved, obviously you need salvation. Uh, I know some people are filled with hate, and the problem is they're not saved. That's the issue. And so once someone puts their faith in Christ, obviously understands I'm a sinner, repent of that sin and believe on Christ and be saved, then guess what? The love of God is shed abroad in their hearts. That being said, though, you know, as a Christian, it's possible to hate too. Okay, it's not just someone who's lost that can hate. Even as Christians, we can allow this into our heart. And when that happens, you know what's going to happen there? Your walk with God is going to be affected. You can't hate someone or dislike someone or despise someone and then pray for them. Believe me, unfortunately, I, I know that. You can't dislike someone and pray for them. It's hard. So what ends up happening is your prayer life gets hindered. Your studying of the Bible gets hindered because of that hatred that is in the heart. You're witnessing. It's hard to witness to somebody when you're upset at other people. So your testimony becomes hindered. How about your responsibilities? You have hatred in your heart. I can guarantee you this. It's going to carry over into your house. It's going to carry over into other parts of your life. You see, what's going to happen is it's going to hurt you. Because the Lord will not provide the blessings as you would when you're walking with Him. So that's what we find. As far as our destroyed lives, we find separation. Here's another one. How about shame? You know, eventually they were discovered, okay? It all came unraveled. Uh, we do know that they were discovered and they were disgraced. Uh, Numbers chapter 32, verse 23 says this, But if you will not do so, this was Moses talking to the Israelites and commanding them to follow the Lord. Uh, Numbers 32, verse 23, he says, If you will not do so, behold, ye have sinned against the Lord, and be sure your sin will find you out. Uh, sin cannot be hidden forever. Their sin could not be hidden forever. It took 13 years, but their sin became known. Their hatred eventually was made public. If you have hatred for somebody, it's going to be noticed. Eventually, others are going to see it, and it'll be known. And so there will be a point of shame. That's why it's best not to have it to begin with. And here's my final one. Let's go to Genesis 50. Genesis 50. And this is the, the end here. Folks, this was years later. Joseph forgave his brothers. They went before him. He revealed himself. Uh, what a shock that must have been that day when they found out he was not only alive, but guess what? He did have position authority over them. And, of course, he forgave them. He brought them into the land. Everything was well. Everything went forward. And then notice uh, Jacob died eventually. 
of old age, uh, uh, like we all must. And notice here in Genesis chapter 50, verse 15, it says here, And when Joseph's brethren saw that their father was dead, they said, Joseph will peradventure hate us. Uh, maybe because they think he's going to act the same way they acted. They said, oh, he's going to hate us now. Because that's what they would have done. Anyway, notice it says next, And will certainly requite us all the evil which we did unto him. And they sent a messenger unto Joseph, saying, Thy father did command before he died, saying, So shall ye say unto Joseph, Forgive, I pray thee now, the trespass of thy brethren, their sin, for they did unto thee evil. And now we pray thee, forgive the trespass of the servants of the God of thy father. Notice what Joseph did. He wept. And then he spake unto him. I imagine Joseph thinking, You've been holding on to this all this time. I've already forgiven you. I've already brought you into the land. I've already given you positions of leadership in Egypt and land and blessings. It's in the past. It's gone. The Bible says he wept because they held on to that. You know what this is? I think their hatred was already gone. I think they already dealt with their hatred. It was, it was in the past. You know what this is? This is what I would call a scar. That hatred had gotten so deep into their heart that when they finally pulled the root out, there was a scar left. And that scar produced guilt. That scar left some shame. And years later, they were still dealing with that. See, that's, that's what hatred will do. It'll leave a lasting effect in your heart if you let it get to that point. If you let it take root in your heart to the point where you despise somebody and you go after them. Folks, that's what's going to happen. Even when it's concluded, there's going to be that scar left of what took place. And you find here, it was their lives that was destroyed. It wasn't Joseph's. It was their lives that came to ruin. They were the ones who were living miserably. They were the ones, even though they were blessed, still suffered the shame and the guilt. And, and evidently, the, the, the worry and the fear that Joseph was going to pay him back at some point. See, that's what hatred will do. Now, in closing, all sin is destructive. All sin. Every single sin is destructive. And the sin of hatred will destroy your life. That's the point I want to make. The sin of hatred will destroy your life. But here's my closing thought for you. You choose to hate. Okay? You don't have to. You don't have to hate someone. You don't have to dislike somebody. You choose to hate someone. The answer is Jesus Christ. Okay? That's the answer. If you have found yourself anywhere on this slope, seek His strength. If you have to ask His forgiveness, ask His forgiveness. Seek His strength. Ask Him for strength to love somebody, to like somebody, to treat somebody with respect, to do what He would do. You've been listening to the preaching of Pastor Ramirez of Central Baptist Church of Little Rock, Arkansas. We hope today's message encouraged you. If you would like more information about Pastor Ramirez or Central Baptist Church, please visit our website, centralbaptistchurch.org. Thank you for listening today, and be sure to join us again for another message from God's Word.